by the man, the myth, the legend. He's going to... Can you help us find Robert Williams from the Celtics, Justin Pelletier from the Boston Herald? Is that a possibility? Is that... Can, can we... I help you find him? No, I probably cannot. How you doing, Maddie? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah, we, he's gone. He has... Uh, he, there, was a, there was a press conference... Disappeared. Confer- there was, a, there was a, uh, a conference call scheduled with Celtics first-round pick Robert Williams at 11, and, uh, and the Celtics could not get a hold of him or his agent, so they've postponed it. So I wasn't sure if you had any, any news on where he might be. Well, I will tell you what, uh, well, actually one of our, our Celtics, I've been, I've been in a meeting all morning, and one of our Celtics writers tried to get a hold of me, and I'm pretty sure that's what he was going to try and tell me also. So, um, at, at this point, no, I cannot help you find him. <laughs> Come on, he was. These are the things I wanted to know. These are the things. These are the things I, I need to know. How's the new well, gig, I'm man? Pretty sure he's, I'm pretty sure he's in Brooklyn or in the air to somewhere other than Brooklyn. Yeah, probably. I guess he was at a Buffalo Wild Wings last night. I mean, who among us hasn't had a night at Buffalo Wild Wings that made you late for work the next morning? You know, so. Uh, no comment. No, exactly. And that's my point. Or we could say gridiron or we could say the goose or whatever you'd like to say. <laughs> um, so um, what? Uh, let, let's talk. How's, how's the new gig? How's, how's the city treating you? City's treated me well. It's uh, it's been fun. I've been here. Uh, I've worked for two weeks, and then uh, I was at a conference for the last five days, and now I'm back here in the city, and then uh, travel again next week. So it's it's been hectic, but it's been good. All right. So you get to know everybody, and everybody's good. Everybody's so I want to know: Are you using public transportation, or are you trying to maneuver around in a car? I maneuver around in a car. Um, the uh, the hours that uh, sports editors keep are actually pretty conducive to being able to drive in Boston. So it's, uh, <laughs> not, not that any time is conducive to drive in Boston, to be, to be fair. But uh, actually, this morning I enjoyed my my quickest commute since I've been here. Uh, nice. Because I, I came in, uh, I hit the traffic in the tunnel pr- pr- properly. First day in the uh, twelve days I've driven to work that I didn't have to uh, sit in the tunnel for any amount of time. So it was great. See, this is a this that's the start of something. See, because my kids live down there, both of them, and they don't have a car either. One of them, they just maneuver around with public transportation. Yeah, yeah I, I don't blame them if they're close enough to the city to be able to do that. I think that's fantastic. Yes. Um, where I got a I got a pad a little bit further north of the city, so I can come home and see the family on a more regular basis. But sure. I'm a little bit too far away to to do that. So. Talking with Justin Pelletier, sports editor down at the Boston Herald. All right, I know tonight is like, and I know you're in sports editor world now, so um, it, it might have lost its luster a little bit, or other things might be a little bit more important. But I know this is always, tonight has always been one of your favorite nights of the year, NHL Draft Night. It is fantastic, and it's uh, uh, it, it hasn't lost its luster. I'm certainly paying attention, uh, for sure. Uh, it's uh, it's, it's going to be fun to see what, what all the teams do. Um, with what they're able to do, uh, you know, some teams that don't normally have top picks this year actually have top picks. So it'll be interesting to see how they address needs. And, and uh, uh, it's not as deep a draft as uh, maybe last year's was. Uh, so the top picks are going to be more important for those top teams. Um, but then the depth picks are going to be even that much more heightened because there are going to be a lot of gems, a lot of a lot of uh, diamonds in the rough, so to speak, later on, even in the first round that uh, you're going to see some people, the proverbial board is going to get shattered, I think, by the end of the first round. Where do you think Oliver Wallstrom uh, is, is going to go on this thing? Uh, a lot of folks think he's, he's going to go uh, high in the draft. He's, you know, he's had an interesting track because, you know, every, everybody knew him so young because of his, uh, his appearance in Boston for the, for the Junior Pirates at the time. And, um, you know, everybody knew him, in Maine anyway, everybody knew who he was so quickly. So it, it's it's nice to see the intrigue 
um, hasn't hasn't faded. And also, it's nice to see that on the player side that he has lived up to that. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you could have a great. You know, you're great when you're ten, but how does that or eight? But when you, how does that translate ten years later? And I think he's had a, a very solid track um, in terms of development, and I think he's, he's done really, really well. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go early. Um, he's proven that he can play play well. Um, I'll be more interested to see where he ends up next season, and I think where he gets drafted and what they want him to do will dictate where he goes next year. You know, being playing for the development team in in Michigan is really a big. That's a big lift for a young kid who's looking to to go further. I mean, they the kids sure. that come out of there are all always in good, pretty good company. Oh, absolutely! And and being coached, you know, at the under eighteen level, he was being coached by Elizabeth Greg Moore. Um, so you know, talk about a main connection there. Um, uh, Moore was a standout at St. Dallas, of course, and uh, uh, to this date, still the only Maine born captain of the UMaine Black Bears hockey team. Um, and he's, uh, he actually just recently does a new job as well. He's going to the Chicago Steel in the USHL as the head coach, which is a big step up for him. But uh, Greg's been helping out with that UAC team uh, in Ann Arbor. And, uh, they've, they've been doing fantastic work. And anybody coming out of there is, is well prepped uh, and ready to go. Uh, and, and so the fact that he played there is, is, a, is a big thing. I was telling somebody, uh, when I used to coach youth hockey, Greg played for us when he was really young, and he was so small that he had regular hockey pants on. I think they were hand-me-downs from his older brother, Ryan, and you could see the top of the skates, then the pants came. You couldn't see his socks. His legs were too short, so I was shocked when I saw him later on after he graduated from high school, and it's like, he's 6'2", 6'3". It's like, whoa, where did that come from? Yeah, he's a, he, he turned he, he turned into a very rugged, very good hockey player. And, yeah, very good. Um, you know, had, had a cup of coffee in the NHL as well, and played over in Europe. And now he's he's given back as a coach, and I think that's that's great for someone who's lived and breathed the game for his whole life. And, yeah, um, I know his I know his family uh, is really proud of him uh, in the, in the uh, Lewis and Auburn, well, Lisbon area, and uh, um, I know a lot of his former players and uh, former uh, teammates. Uh, they they all you know wish him nothing but the best, and I know the community does too. He's he's been one of those guys. It's a great success story from our region. Yeah, I think he got stuck in the wrong organization. He was with the with the um, with New York, and I just think they had so many forwards, right? And there just wasn't any place for him to go. And he came up when guys were injured and whatever, and then he kind of cast around after that. I think if he'd gone. With a different organization at one point in time when he was younger, I think it, he made a he might have been a different career. Yeah, well, he was he was originally drafted in Calgary, but it was part of a trade, um, which is how he ended up in New York. And then he played in uh, Columbus for a little while. That was his last stop. Um, his last parent club was Columbus um, before he uh, he went over to Europe. So um, he, he got his, he did get a shake though. I mean, it's, it's it's rare enough for someone from Maine to to get out uh, and go to to play in the NHL. So to see. You know him, and then you know guys after him like the Brian Newman and the Pittsburgh uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. And now it looks like you know possibly uh, Wallstrom might be on that same track. So it's good to see that uh, some the good hockey players uh, that do develop that do come out of Maine are, are getting their fair shake, and it's, it's nice to see. Talking with Justin Pelletier, the sports editor down at the Boston Herald. So what have you uh, have you met people like have you met the like. 
What what is the first day like? Like I know, like the first day of school, they bring you around to each class. What's the first day of work like when you're a new new sports editor? What what's that like? Who brings you around for that? Because typically, you would be the one bringing somebody around, right? How does this go? Yeah, well, no, I mean it's, it's like any other organization, right? I mean, it's a, let's call it, let's say the Sun Journal. I still had a boss, right? That was Judy Meyer um, uh, at the at the Sun Journal. So the same thing here at the Boston Herald. You know, I have a boss. His name is Joe Shockey, the executive, uh, the editor in chief here. At the at the Boston Herald, so you know, you know, you, you learn that way, and I and uh, you know the deputy sports editor here, uh, Bill, has been fantastic with that. He's been here a while, so you know, kind of leaning on him for some knowledge a little bit here in the office and, and that sort of thing. But uh, you know, as far as everybody else, you know, it's call up the writers and set up a meeting and make you know because a lot of the writers at the pro level uh, they don't come into the office much because they're out with the teams. You know, we encourage the writers to. Uh, who cover the Patriots in it, for instance, they live closer to Foxborough than they do to Boston. And there's a reason for that, because they have to be there and and be around the team a lot lot more. In a more extreme example, like, you know, for, you know, for instance, I have friends who are at the uh, Clarion Ledger in Mississippi. Um, they cover Ole Miss and they cover Mississippi State, which are both hours from the home base of the Clarion Ledger. When they hire those people, they tell them, you're not living near the paper. You're not even going to ever come into the paper unless it's for some HR uh, issues or, or, you know, paperwork it's you know you live in the community that you're covering and so it's kind of the same here the writers don't often come into the office except maybe to reconcile some expenses or something like that so it was hard to pull everybody in uh, you know there, there is no like major staff meeting all at once um, there's just no way to, to, to really coordinate that so it's you know one here one there and it took about a week for everybody to be able to come in and and uh and have a meeting and sit down and, and chat and you know get to know everybody so it's uh that, that took some getting used to a little bit Justin, do you do you still get a chance to cover any games? No, that's uh, that's not the job description. At some point, I'll get back into the writing game. Um, I'm I'm trying to figure out exactly how to do that here. Um, and, uh, there's, there's a good chance I'm gonna I'll reach out and, and maybe maybe uh, get my byline back into, into some main pubs at some point. But uh, uh, for now, it's very much administrative. Uh, it's very much you know following and making sure I've got my finger on the pulse of all of them, um, including and not just the big four. You know the uh, the uh, major league lacrosse. All-Star game is going to be at Harvard Stadium next week, so we have, you know, things to, to deal with with that. The Revs are playing, so we have to, you know, take care of MLS um, here in Boston. Uh, we've got uh, the, the Travelers Championship uh, golf this weekend in, in Cromwell, Connecticut, so we're going to have a writer there for the weekend. Uh, things like that, like you just got to have your finger on, also, on so many different things that it's hard to carve time to actually do your own stuff. But uh, that said, I, I, I'm not ruling that out. There's, there's going to be some. There's going to be some bylines at some point. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems like you could do a feature on somebody that you're really interested in or the fans don't know about or maybe something like that in the future would be he's, fun. Look, he's trying to keep his workload light because when he hires me yeah, to fix... Yeah, but he fix, likes to write. He when, he to hi- write. when he hires me to fix Herald Radio, okay, <laughs> I'm going to come down and I, then he's going to... Okay. Then things All are right, going to get work with me. All right, okay, Because that's, that's, that's how that's going to be, you know, that's... <laughs> That's how that was. Oh, I've, I wasn't supposed to talk about that. I was totally. I'm kidding. That has not. That is not. That offer has not been made. But um, yeah, that's just. That's what I do. Just try to throw that out there. Just try to be. Try to be a little snarky. Stir it up a little bit. Stir it up. That is how. That is how talk radio works, my friend. That is how it goes. Justin Pelletier. He's a sports editor down at the Boston Herald. Now, um, this is kind of. A, I, I got to ask. You're in that city. You're, you're around. Is there any sort of buzz around the Boston Red Sox right now? Like, 
I find, this has been the most fascinating thing to me for the last three weeks that I've been you know, on the job, okay? The Boston Red Sox are, they have the most wins, or they, I believe they're tied for the most wins. Yeah, they, they have 50, the Yankees have 50, and they're, they're a game out of first. And the, and the Astros also have 50. Yep, yep. So they're, they're, they're one of three teams with 50 wins uh, before the end of June. They are, they are off to their best percentage-wise. They're, they're one of the top three starts in the history of the franchise. And what Tom Brady wasn't doing has dominated during this stretch. And what Julian Edelman apparently was doing, among other things. But what about Kawhi Leonard trade rumors? Like we we we're now in an era, Justin, where Patriots off season and Celtics off season is more important than Red Sox in season. Is what it seems like to me. And the, and the Red Sox in season when they're doing well, I could understand if they were you know, at the level of the Orioles. There, yeah, if this is a Bobby V year, totally get it. Right, exactly. But my goodness, it it, it, it baffles me, and. In, and it's not like, you know, we're not doing those stories. We're, we devote, in the, the Boston Herald, we devote, you know, we're a tab style, uh, tabloid sized style paper. And uh, we devote between two and three pages to the Red Sox every day. You know, and, and online, our presence online, we have three, three or four stories out of the Red Sox every day. And the traffic, all it takes is the word Patriots to be in a headline, and it beats everything every time. It just does. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I can't. I can't figure. I, I mean, I just, and I've been saying it for a while. And I've been saying it for here, and people are like, "Ah, oh, you're in Maine. You know, you're you're out of touch with things," which is totally true. I am in Maine, and I am completely <laughs> out of touch with things. Okay, but I I appreciate the accuracy here. But um, just the way you know, sports radio used to be run every day around here, live or die by what the Sox did in the game before. You know, whether it was a nine to two win over the Twins or whether it was a four three loss to the Orioles. You know, everything was live or die. And it just seems like in the last few years it's kind of weaned away. But this year specifically is what gets me. Last year, I guess I kind of get it. But even then, you know, you go out, you get Chris. I, I thought people were more excited about the team last year. And then this year, it's like, it's almost like everybody's like, you know what? Wake me up when the playoffs get here and I'll get I'll get excited. Like it, the old it, Atlanta Braves. Syndrome. Yes. Yes. It, it's exactly what happened to the Braves in the 90s. Yeah. No, it's 100% exactly true. the same thing. I'll bet there's still seats available for the playoffs if if they do get out of the one game wild card. You know, I, mm -hmm. I they, there might be a seat available here or there. You know, I mean, they might all be sold, but you might be able to get them on the secondary market pretty easy. Like it's just because that's what it used to be in those Atlanta games. They never used to be able to sell out the the divisional series. The only people who show up would show up for the later games of the NLCS or for the World Series. That's right. just how it was. You know, right. it, it it's craziness. It I I never thought I would live to see the day. That honestly, right now, I mean, if I needed, if somebody said, said to me, the only thing you could talk about for the next two hours are these four Boston sports teams, I'm probably talking Pats and Celtics more than anything, and then Red Sox and Bruins would come up underneath that. I, I may talk more Bruins, uh, just because they're they're kind of a little heavier in the offseason. They got the draft tonight, and you know, you get the Ilya Kovachuk stuff as well. So, I mean, even they've got a little bit more stuff going on. And quite frankly, you're also living in a market. You know, in southern Maine, in central Maine, um, geographically southern, central by name, right. um, <laughs> that uh, loves its hockey. Don't right. forget, you are you are in a spot where um, hockey, by and large, beats basketball, which is rare mm -hmm. in most markets. 
Yep. But so I, the Bruins would get a bump for you guys a lot more than it would here. The Bruins are the Bruins out of season here are, are pretty close to an afterthought, except for the, the the hardcore fans. Yeah, unless they sign a guy like Kovalchuk. Do you think that happens, by the way? And do they want him? But you know what? Uh, but, but even before that, yeah. You know, even with that, I mean, it's not going to. It's it'll register a. If, if they if they sign Ilya Kovalchuk, and on the same day, Tom Brady says something that someone deems controversial. It'll all be Tom it'll Brady. Be, it'll be Brady, 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 Brady. Oh, by the way, Kovalchuk, Brady, 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 Brady. Right. That's that's how it's going to be. Yeah, that's how that goes. You know, no, even even in, even in Boston, that's how it's going to be. Now, if they do get, and, and as far as my thoughts on that, I I think uh, I think Kovalchuk still has to, I I view him. They're not going to keep both him and Nash, right? So it's either going to be, it's, it's, do you want Ilya Kovalchuk or do you want Rick Nash? That, that's the as, as a Bruins fan, that's what you've got to decide. So they're basically the same player, but they shoot from different sides of the body. One's a righty, one's a lefty. That's uh, really the only, from, from a fundamental difference, that's really going to be the only difference of what you're going to get from them during the I see. After what I saw from Nash, I, I would, I would, I'll take the, uh, I will take the Cole. I feel like if it's, let's make a deal, and I'm taking what's behind door number two, and what's behind door number two is Ilya Kovalchuk. You know what I mean? Like I just. But that's that's again. I mean, the Bruins are in the running, right? That doesn't mean he's coming here. No, they're, they're in the running. And but how in the running? Are they Celtics for LeBron in the running? Right. Or are they? Or are they? Um, <laughs> you know, Lakers for LeBron in the running? Right. Different, right? Yeah. It's clearly a difference. I, I think you're 100. I think you're 100 correct on that. We still have not found Bob Williams. Hopefully, somebody finds him soon. Um, it, let, let you guys let you guys know. Still looking for him. Uh, his name is Justin Peltier. He's a sports editor down at the Boston Herald. Justin, thank you very much. Always good to talk to you. We miss him. You got it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. See you soon. We will have more on the way. Justin Peltier. Sports editor of the Boston Herald was our guest that segment. We'll have more on the way. Half hour to go. Beelist Daily, Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR radio network. I wouldn't move. You're listening to the Beelist Daily on Sports Time Maine, AM 780, WTME, Rumford, Mexico, Dixfield.